From education to crime prevention, the next guest on the show this afternoon is Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead. Mr. Sheriff, thanks for being on the show again. Oh, thank you for having me, Nate. Good afternoon. We gave you a call because we saw a press release on uh, some statistics you guys have sent out about firearms, whether they were reported stolen or recovered or found or seized uh, this year, comparing it especially to the past three years. Looks like the numbers are pretty on par. I mean, that, that makes it sound like a good thing, but they're the same uh, pretty much as what we saw in 2022 up to this point. Yeah, you are correct. And uh, on any given day, I would be satisfied with par, uh, but we're having way too many uh, gun incidents, uh, not just in Durham, uh, but across the state and across the nation. Uh, so we have got to do a better job of educating our public uh, educating gun owners that a significant number of firearms are being stolen from vehicles that were left unsecure or just firearms that were left in the vehicles. And uh, I've always stressed uh, responsible gun ownership. Uh, and I think highlighting these numbers hopefully will raise the uh, attention level of gun owners and, and make them more responsible, Nate. So looking at the numbers from January 1st of this year through July 1st of this year, 118 total number of firearms seized in Durham County, 20 total of uh, firearms reported stolen, and 11 total for firearms recovered or found. And again, that is on pace with 2022, which was a little bit higher than the numbers in 2021, and it's vastly higher from the numbers in 2020. So I find that intriguing. Yeah, so the trend is disturbing. As you just uh, mentioned, from 2020, we had a pretty good year, and then we saw an increase in 21 and then a dramatic increase in 22. And as we've just spoken, if we stay on this uh, trajectory, we will match or surpass uh, those numbers here in 2023. And I want us to do better. Our goal is to curb as much of this gun violence as possible. Uh, So our campaign is to educate people about gun safety and responsible gun ownership, but also to go after those individuals we identify that are committing crimes with guns and gun violence, of course. As you know, you see it on a regular basis, whether it's Durham, Raleigh, or surrounding areas, uh, shootings are at an all-time high. Uh, and we're losing too many young lives to gun violence. So uh, we want to highlight this as we can do better. Not that we can accept the par standard, but we can do better. I'm thinking about the numbers here, and it is, it is, I'm just trying to dissect it a little bit. So there was, so far this year, 20 total firearms reported stolen. But that said, there's about 118 firearms seized. So that's not all guns that have been stolen that you guys have recovered. Saying you seized it is a different ball game, right? That is a different ball game. And uh, one thing I'd like to highlight, uh, Nate, is that sometimes uh, firearms are uh, stolen, but they're not reported to us for whatever reason. So there's that certainly could be an outlier that is contributing to this uh, because we'll put them into the system and uh, not be able to find find or locate an owner, and it never has been reported as stolen. So that, there again, I think that's the responsibility of those who uh, legally purchase these firearms, that when they are stolen, they need to report them to us. Uh, and we see uh, through our partnerships with Durham Police and the SBI that through our uh, ballistic checks, 
that some of the firearms that we seize, those uh, ballistics match guns or ballistics that were uncovered or recovered as evidence in other crimes. So we know that there's a connection there, uh, which is why we want to stay on this campaign to push uh, responsible gun ownership. Yes, and what does responsible gun ownership look well? Let's first about talk about the car situation. A lot of guns that are stolen are taken out of vehicles that are unoccupied. Someone breaks a window, breaks in, finds a firearm, and takes it. What are some practical things to stop that trend? Well, the real simple trick there, Nate, is don't leave your firearm in the car. Uh, I hope people who carry firearms have gone to gone through the uh, state-sanctioned uh, concealed carry course and have gone to their local sheriff's office and and, uh, received a permit or a concealed carry permit to carry that weapon legally if they're going to do that. And they've had a a modest amount of training, so they don't have to leave that weapon in the car. And if you're going to leave it in the car, let's secure it. Let's secure it in a lockbox. You can pick up a lockbox at any uh, uh, sporting goods retailer for less than 60 bucks. And it would make it more difficult for someone to, to, to get that weapon and put it into the, the hands of the untrained. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is if we're going to carry firearms, and, and certainly a lot of people are uh, supportive of the Second Amendment, go get trained. And, and through that training, the training that I've sat through, they'll talk about how to properly secure the weapon. You can disengage it to where it's inoperable. Uh, you certainly can store the ammunition in one place and the weapon itself in another if you have to leave it in the car. But my suggestion would be don't leave it in the car. It seems pretty simple. And uh, you talked about the lockboxes as well. Certainly cheaper to buy a lockbox than to buy a gun. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we know that those break-ins into motor vehicles, those are crimes of opportunity. So uh, there are people who will walk through a parking lot and just check door handles or they'll look into the, the windows or peer into the windows to see if uh, they see something of value. Uh, sometimes it's a purse, sometimes it's a computer bag, and unfortunately sometimes uh, it's the butt of a weapon and it entices them to break the window. So investing that $60 in a lockbox uh, will save you money on uh, – in the long run and certainly may save a life. Speaking with uh, Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead, another story that was in the news this week was a uh, shooting that happened over in Durham on NC-98 and Mineral Springs Road uh, this past Friday. Shot spotter credited with helping uh, signal a shooting happen to police pretty quickly. How much has shot spotter impacted law enforcement on the daily basis? Well, Nate, as I review the data from the Durham Police Department as it relates to ShotSpotter, uh, I, I am fully supportive. I think the technology is doing exactly what it was designed to do. And as you just indicated, officers were alerted and were able to arrive at that scene within minutes. Uh, that increases our life-saving measures. That increases our uh, ability to solve crimes and collect valuable evidence. So uh, I fully support Shot Spotter, and I think it, it's working. Uh, and again, these shootings are happening happening with a, a, a higher level of frequency that, as the sheriff of Durham County, I'm comfortable with, and I'm I'm not going to be comfortable with this level of gun violence uh, as we move forward. So I think we do everything. We use Shot Spotter. We encourage and educate uh, folks to be responsible, and then certainly we hold those accountable when they do commit 
these crimes. Well, Sheriff Burkhead, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Nate. Anytime.